you're ready. A lot of scripture? I, have I thought a, this I have was a, like a short little talk about it episode. I have a little article to reference. Dang Okay, okay. I'm prepared. No, no, no. I'm thinking we just... It's okay. I mean, I'm not like... I was, in, I was thinking like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's all I was if wanting. That. I was wanting a 15, 20 minute episode. That's why I want the bonuses to be. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay, welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show bonus episode. Um, I'm Levi Sanders. Here we go. I'm Hunter Harrison. What I'm Chase Schaefer. Okay, what's up? What up? So, um, we're, we're attempting up? to record a main episode, which currently we're going through Genesis, and a bonus episode each week. That way, you get your, your dose of deep um, biblical study and conversation, but you also get some lighthearted um, responses to questions or, or um, mm -hmm. discussion about things going on in the world today. So... Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. Um, I didn't have a topic for this week. However, Chase talked to a viewer or his brother or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother brought up a good question I had asked him. Um, it's like, if you wanted to know anything or maybe it be brought up, what would you want to know about? And uh, he brought up a great question that uh, I have definitely, over the years, uh, had to grow to learn more. And that was, uh, why does the God of the Old Testament seem different from the God of the New Testament. And I will say this, I think this is a really important question to mm -hmm. think about and answer because I've had I've had people come to me and say that it's two different gods. Exactly. Yeah. That there's a God of the Old Testament and then there's a God of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And I hate to break it to you folks. Well there's actually a but camp he of is the same God. There's actually a camp of people who believe they're actually two different gods. What are they called? Do they have like a... I, I knew it at one time, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think Obviously... This, I think this person who said that to me, they just... Are just don't ignorant. know. Yeah, they're not necessarily part so, of that group. So, I mean, that's a fair question. That's a deep question. That's, that's something oh, yeah. that most people wonder. Why does the God of the Old Testament seem so much different than the God of the New Testament? He mm -hmm. see, We see more wrath in the Old Testament. We see more grace in the New Testament, right? Yeah. So... Um, What's your immediate reaction? Well, I mean, there's multiple times that the Old Testament talks about um, the goodness of God and the love of God. And yeah, the, uh, and we we see that a lot. We do, and then in the New Testament, I mean, we got examples of God bring bring about that wrath. I mean, He's the same God. I mm -hmm. mean, through and through. I mean, you see Him punishing Israel. Uh, you see him also doing that for their good to bring them back to the understanding mm -hmm. of who he is. And to, you see that with us where, you know, um, there's testing in our, in mm -hmm. our relationships, in our walk. There's testing. And then it's also all for our good to bring us to completion. You know? Yeah. And all of God's wrath and, and well, my immediate reaction to this question is twofold. Okay. So for one, he's not different. No. That's just yeah. a that's just a um, misunderstanding. Same. Yeah, that it's the same God. It's the same exact God, and he works in the same exact ways. Yep. Mm -hmm. My second reaction is that, as far as what is recorded in Scripture, the, the higher volume of recorded wrath in the Old Testament is intentional. So. The, the whole idea is that the, the Old Testament has a drive behind it. Mm -hmm. It drives, it drives, it drives to what? 
the figure of Christ. Yes. The New Testament does more reflecting on the figure of Christ. Yeah. Because he has come, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's an intentional contrast to say, well, first of all, all of God's wrath reveals who he really is in the Old Testament. It reveals his holiness, his, yeah. his how just he is. Yeah. Um, his righteousness, our unrighteousness. We have the law in the Old Testament. Without the law, we do not recognize our sin and our need for a Savior. Yeah. Right. Which, so all of it drives us to the person of Christ, yeah. to the event of the cross. And that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Old Testament, that's what it's doing. It's showing us a, a, a system that's set up that basically is looking towards the cross. You have people, and it's showing their uh, total depravity. It's showing that, hey, Man, we're going to have a whole book dedicated to judges. And basically, yeah. it's going to show, uh, you do good for a little bit, bad. Uh, do good for a little bit, bad. And it's just going to show this depravity of man. It's going to show these prophets being built up, to, to or raised up mm -hmm. by God. And and how it's his goodness. And it's, it, yeah. and it's hard to see sometimes. I do agree with, yeah. with how there's the language used where it's like, God laid down his wrath, and you see this and that. Mm -hmm. But like... There's also always goodness that comes with it as well, right. where he's yeah. he's humbling people and he's showing himself in a light. I mean, there's tons of scripture. I mean, the Lord passed uh, in Exodus 34, 6. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merci uh, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. You have Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. I mean, it's this, it's this love and steadfastness, but also it's, it's, like you said, pointing to something, which is Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's showing the evil of well, the people of the Old Testament. And that's who yeah. we are. That's who we are. Well, I, I, sorry, I just real fast. Okay, while we're on, on, on this topic. People want to focus, people in the New Testament church want to say, we have the gospel, throw the law away. Oh, yeah. The gospel doesn't work without the law. Mm -hmm. Right. You must preach you law and gospel. That the law shows you your depravity. Exactly. And, the, yeah. the law reveals to us our need for the gospel. Right, because if without there's no the law, law, then we're fine. Yeah. Without the law, the gospel is not law. good news. Jesus did not abolish it. We don't need it. He just fulfilled it in a way that we would never be able to do. Exactly. We need the law to, to help us see the gospel. Yeah. And the, the, the Old Testament is glass. so filled with law. Yeah. With God's righteousness, our unrighteousness, and the punishment thereof. God's just punishment thereof. But as, as Chase alluded to, there's mercy and grace all through it. I mean, you see... Yeah. You see God lead Israel out of Egypt. What does he do? He provides for them daily mm -hmm. the food that they need mm -hmm. by his merciful hand. When they're, when they're thirsty, he just makes a rock burst forth with water. Boom! Mercifully water. gives them the water that right. they need. Yeah. He gives them the land. He, he, I mean, even in our study of Genesis, we talked about how God said, the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. You will die. End of story. And what do they do? Well, they do, they eat what the fruit, they do they and they don't die, end of story. I mean, they die spiritually, but, but we see God's mercy as they continue to exist. And God, the pre-incarnate Christ comes walking into the garden already knowing yeah. that he is going to redeem his people. Right. 
That's like me spitting in Levi's face and punching him in the face and then him giving me a hug. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. What did I do to deserve that? Yeah. You should have you should have kicked me aside and beat me to death. Yeah, I'm a phone. But you did. So I'll probably punch you. You probably back. would. Yeah, it would it would turn out into a brawl. But hopefully my sanctification is so I would do so. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, the wrath of God is even shown in the New Testament. I mean, you know, if you really want to just see it, it's there. I mean, you have. Well, and it's all. In the New Testament, it's particularly assigned to the day of the Lord. It is. And that is going to come on the day of judgment. Yes, and it's there's that judgment. There's revelations uh, where you know God's going to God is you know people are going to go to hell and mm -hmm. they're going to be burning there for their sin and that's God's judgment. Right. Um, I, I I love it. My uncle actually, I, I literally just brought it up to him real quick and he's like, "Well, you got um, Ananias and Sapphira." Yep. Uh, God striking down them, and and he's like, because they lied, I mean... Just killed them dead. Just killed them dead. And he's like... Uh, In Acts. That? That's yeah. the New Testament, Acts, folks. Acts 5, uh, yeah. verses 1 through 11. You know, you got Ananias. Huh. He's like, he lies. He's like, boom, dead. Ananias is, is like, buried. And then his wife comes in. They're like, uh, did you guys do this? And she's like, uh... No. And what we were boom, talking dead. about... Boom, dead again. <laughs> In our long-form episode, we were talking about Genesis 5... Mm -hmm. Enoch, right? He was the one who was just yanked Brought up. up. Yep. Look at that mercy and grace right there. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even he didn't even die. God just said, boop. So The mercy and grace is there's there's both in I do not know how, how you can read the Old Testament and not see God's merciful and that's gracious all it is, man. attitude to everything. Yeah. Well you see the true character of God. Read you cannot read the Psalms and not see and see God as a wrathful God. I mean, he is because he's you're just and he's righteous. You're going to see law in there. You but you see how merciful and yeah. gracious and loving God is. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. All through the Psalms. Yeah. All through David. All through Moses. All through so Israel as a whole. Yeah. Yes. You see the raising up. Uh, or, I mean, you see God's hatred of sin. You see him like, you know... Killing nations, people, a large group of people, and people are like, and I, I actually, uh, I, I'm not going to read it, but there was something I saw on Facebook this week, and it's like, that is God's view of sin. He hates sin. He hates it. Yeah. And these people, yeah. that was their And entire, he calls us to hate it, too. Yeah, he calls us to hate it. And he calls that, us to hate sin. Mm -hmm. And people were killed in the Old Testament, but these nations were, these people because their entire being, their entire, like, their entire nation was based around corruption and hatred against God. So God hates that. And so then that brings into, whenever you're reading the Old Testament, how, how like, that is God still sending his son to die for us. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, if you have the same view of God in the Old Testament, because it is the same God, into the New Testament, and he still sends his son to die for us, even after all this hatred of sin, and to these people who don't deserve it and still hate God, that just form, uh, completely encapsulates the gospel. Completely, yeah. and, and you have to have the Old Testament. And then whenever he dies, God pours out his wrath. And then it's not like God's like, well, I'm good. No, God is still wrathful. Mm -hmm. He still hates sin. Right. He's still well, here's... the same God as before to now. Here's the most profound reality about God's wrath in the New Testament. 
There is two major events in which God's wrath is confined to in the New Testament. I mean, there's other various occasions like Ananias and Sapphira, but mm-hmm. you see the day of judgment, the day of the Lord, mm-hmm. in which final judgment will occur, the kingdom will be um, consummated, and, and Satan will be cast into the lake of fire, and judgment will occur, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the largest other occurrence of God's wrath in the New Testament is the cross. That Christ mm-hmm. himself bore God's wrath mm-hmm. for all uh, all who would profess faith in that event yeah. on that day. So God's wrath is poured out in the New Testament, but it is poured out on his own son, yeah. on Christ the anointed. Uh, so that's, that's something profound to think about, that God is the exact same um, in the New Testament and today as mm-hmm. he was in the Old Testament since the beginning of time. He is the exact same. God is merciful. He is loving. He comes um, with with gracious attitudes and love to His creation. But but He is a just God. He is a righteous God, and He has given us His law, which we have broken. And and without without Christ Himself coming and bearing God's wrath for us, we have no chance. Right. That's the reality. The Old Testament God sets the precedent for what we know about God in the New Testament. Right. We know that God is just, He is righteous because mm-hmm. of the way that He dealt with sin and unrighteousness in yep. the Old Testament. Yep. But in the New Testament, we have Christ. So once again, I think that, that my initial reaction once again is that there is no difference. God is the yep. same. Yeah. But I also think as as to what is actually recorded in our scripture, that there is an intentional Focus on God's righteousness, His His just nature, yeah. um, and His His holiness in the Old Testament as it drives us to the the event of the cross. I keep hitting both of your microphones, right. um, and then and then um, in the New Testament we reflect on that event of the cross, mm-hmm. looking forward to when Christ or God's wrath will be poured out on the day of judgment. So that would be my that would be my answer. Read uh, read Romans one eighteen, Hebrews twelve six, and my. My favorite one about this, James 1, 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due mm. to change. No variation. No shadow due to That's change. That's it, folks. You got anything else? Well, I have this uh, little tail end of this article from John Piper that, for me, really, <laughs> I don't know, I, sometimes I have trouble like go into questions like this because I know how to answer it for myself but I don't necessarily always know how to like articulate that in a way that people can understand uh, so shout out to to John Piper uh, it says and and all that in the Old Testament was preparation to show how wrathful and how just and how true and how glorious God is and how terrible sin is and now you're getting Jesus who is mercy incarnate grace incarnate forgiveness incarnate open-heartedness incarnate saying this is what it, this is what is available for you. So, and he piggybacks on what you were saying. So, I think there's an intention mm. that the Old Testament looked bleak, sin looked horrible, God looked just, and that there be much less mercy proportionate to what you see in the three years of the ministry of Jesus. And that's intentional. This is what God's heart is to the world right now. And then he ends oh, it no. with what? Is it recording? It's not recording. It's not over there. No, nope. but it is oh, there. Yeah, on the camera. Oh well. Okay, dude, it's every bonus. Technically, 
Man, I looked <laughs> over and I'm like, I don't see get it, any. Folks. I don't see any marks going up and down. Show we're talking. And then he he <laughs> ends the article with an interesting point, where he says, and then the New Testament closes with another Old Testament. The Book of Revelation is horrific. So mm. we're in a window right now. So if people are, are watching this right now, they should feel I'm in a window of mercy, and I should embrace it so that I can escape the wrath when it comes again. Mm. That's good. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's, John Piper, and hey, that's the thing too. I want I want to say um, quickly before we close on this this short episode. Um, you know the whole point of this little ministry thing we got going on here is is that we are average guys, right? We don't have any crazy um, theological Absolutely degrees not. or or um, we're just the normal old lay person that yep. that is diving into scripture for ourselves. That yep. thanks be to God, um, that He has given us that ability and opportunity. Yep. Um, and we just we're just figuring it out. I mean, going back to the original um, creation of this was was me and Hunter and, and our friend group just having conversations about theology, which led to all of our to growth. Figure things out. Um, so we just thought it'd be good to include all of us in that. But that being, I say that to say that that we use resources. We don't just come up with all this in our head. Yeah. Before we do an episode, we study. We use yeah. Ligonier. There's we use no way Desiring God. We use Crossway. We use Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry's commentary on the whole Bible. We use Sproul, John Piper, so many of these podcasts, great, YouTube videos. Yeah, we use so many of these great on. these great resources to study. Um, those should be beneficial to you. You should use them. There are some to steer away from. Those ones that we just mentioned are probably um, good. You got more that are good. Apology Radio and um, Jeff Durbin. Different Ligonier, people like that. Desiring God. Ligonier is my favorite. But, Grace to you. You know. There's a lot of... The Baptist in me just prefers all the Presbyterian resources. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the resources are good. Um, you, need, you need to check out some stuff. Just grow, right? We just want to, we want to instill in you a desire to grow as we have um, in ourselves and, and help each other out. And what we can do is we can start providing some links to stuff. Yeah, like I'm really bad at I'm really bad at blog posts. If, if you haven't noticed, yeah. If, if you go back to like the third episode we ever made, I was like, "There's gonna be a blog post with all this still in." <laughs> but yes, we'll work on it. The, the website is up to date now. Yeah. Everything's on there. I updated it today. Um, awesome. So we will work on providing links and so on and so forth. Yes. Check us out averagejetheology.com. We love you guys. See you next week. Boom. That was awesome. There you go. <laughs> boom! 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 Dude, we do that every bonus episode, man. What the heck? <laughs> That's the third one. Shit, man. We did it on the uh, on the That's okay. election, right? <laughs>